Let's go ahead and look into this word for today. I want to start it off by saying this. When I was growing up, they had this game that we used to play. And you would line up on one end of the yard, and then there would be a person that was designated. And in order for you to advance, you first had to be recognized. And once you were recognized, then they would tell you to take steps forward. And the name of this game was Mother May I. Never heard the game Father May I, but we're not talking about that today, but we're talking about Mother May I. So the title today of what I'm going to be talking about is Mother May I. And the whole thing that I want to focus on is that women have a, a tendency, a uh, inclination, a predisposition to nurture and cause things to grow. That is just in how God designed for them to be. And because of circumstances, because of happenings, because of whatever reason, sometimes it does not happen the way that God designed. But I just want to encourage you women that have birthed children, you women that have taken care of children, you women that have not um, birth children yourself but you have mentored or you have taken time you have taken in uh, other children and helped them to achieve I just want to celebrate you and talk about and and just put a spotlight on that process and so we're not going to take a lot of time because I know the families cooked you a big old dinner and that uh, they want to just love on you today so we're going to jump into this and we'll stay in there as long as necessary and have a good time. We're going to be going to the Old Testament <clears throat> and the New Testament today. I do want to start off with the New Testament today. We're going to be in the book of Titus. Book of Titus is after Timothy, the greatest book in the Bible. The reason it's the greatest book is because they had to put it in there twice, right? Alright, so Titus, the second chapter, we're going to start at the third verse, Titus 2 and 3. It says this, Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be revived. Titus 2, 3 through 5. And what uh, Paul was explain, expressing to Titus was that there has to be an environment created. And the other thing that I want to bring out today is that whether is good or whether it's bad you are always creating a legacy you're always creating a legacy a legacy is a methodology that is handed down from generation to generation so we want to have the mindset that we are going to create a godly legacy by falling under under this it says reverent in behavior 
that you have a nice reverent behavior that you're not a slanderer that you're not a slave to much wine uh, you teach what is good you teach what is good you teach what is good I'm gonna say it one more time you teach what is good and is you want to do it in such a way that it becomes these life lessons along the way there was a saying when I was coming up that do as I say and not as I do that's not what we want to uh, show to the next generation we want to be uh, practical applications of what we have discussed or what we have pointed out we want to live the life that will cause folks to really see what it is that we're talking about the next part says <clears throat> he says if you do need so as you're doing these things so then look at the opportunities to train the younger women train the younger women and we want to train them to love their husbands and their children teach them how to uh, be self-controlled to be pure working at home now there's some balance in all this but because we're just talking about women right now we're talking about mothers we're talking about handing down the legacy from one person to another that reminds me of my have I told y'all my ham story I'll tell you real quick there was a mother a daughter and a grandmother and they were all cooking at the daughter's house and the daughter, the mother and the grandmother were sitting at the table while the daughter was preparing the ham. And so as the daughter was preparing the ham, she said, um, Mom, why do we cut the, uh, the end off the, tur uh, off the ham before we stick it in the oven? And she said, you know what, I don't know. So the mother looked at her mother, which was the girl's grandmother, and says, uh, Mom, why do we cut the end off the ham? before we put it in the oven. And the grandmother looked at, at them and she said, well, I don't know why y'all doing it, but the reason I did it is because my pan was too small. But as you see, this is something that traveled through three generations, but there was no explanation, there was no way of knowing it, but it was picked up along the way. And so we want to, through our example, through our lifestyle, through how we conduct ourselves, set the example for the younger generation on how to live. There was a movie called War Room. I don't know if you saw it, but this older lady had become a, a prayer warrior and she was mentoring this other lady. And the younger lady, her perception was she had been doing this all her life, but she said, no, I, no, I was not a good wife and I was uh, my husband and I had issues and he ended up dying and you know all this stuff went on and then she was able to now be able to change the life of another woman and her legacy because of what she went through which brings out my other point that there's nothing wrong with telling the younger generation where you made a mistake. There's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong is when you tr make them feel like you've never made a mistake. Because it's in our failures that we 
get the most experience. It's in our failures where we learn the most. And so we want to be able to encourage. We want to be able to empower. We want to be able to uh, nurture so that the next generation will be able to push their children to a higher level in recognizing who God is in their lives because of the example that we set as we were mentoring and nurturing them. So we want to do this so that the Word of God will not be revived. And what that means is that folks will turn away from it because you say you're a godly person, but you're not living a godly lifestyle. We don't want to be contrary. We don't want to be uh, different. We want to be able to be what God says that we are supposed to be and to move in the direction that God wants us to move so that people can see God in us. Now, I set all this up for us to go into our Old Testament reading. Our Old Testament reading is a, a very familiar book to some people. They've heard this name before and it's the book of Ruth. We're going to go to the book of Ruth. We're only going to do the first chapter because I want to pull some points out of that and then we are going to call it a day for our mothers and for everyone else that's in the room. Alrighty. So let's go to the book of Ruth. Ruth is right after the book of Judges. All right. We're going to go to, to drop down to the 10th uh, verse of the first chapter. However, let me kind of set this up for you. So there's this woman named Naomi. And she was married to this man named uh, Elimech. And Elimech and Naomi, there was a, a famine in, in Israel, so they went to Moab. They went to Moab, which was actually one of the uh, countries that attacked the Israelites when they were trying to move to the Promised Land. But we're not going to get into that today. But the fact is, they were, they're not really friendly to each other. But anyway... So they moved to Moab, and they'd been there long enough that they got established. Uh, they had two sons. The sons married uh, Moabite women, and they're just living, having a good time. After about 10 years, the husband died, and the sons died. So it was Naomi and these two Moabite women. These two Moabite women. Ophrah and Ruth and we find out that we can make this assumption because of what is getting ready to happen that Ruth I mean Naomi was that Titus older woman let's look at this in verse number nine I believe it is the verse right before she says y'all just go ahead and go back to your country because listen I know the tradition is that if they have a brother, that you can marry that brother in order to keep the name going on and all the other stuff. But I'm too old to have a son. And if I was to have a son, are y'all going to wait the 18 years for him to become an adult and then marry him so that you can have a son by him? 
And she says, no, just go ahead and go back to your old, your people. Because in those days, the man was responsible for being the covering, for providing for the household. And if you were a widow, then it fell upon the relatives. So she was like, y'all just go ahead and go back to your people and you know stay in Moab and you guys will be okay so they so then verse number 10 says this this is the English Standard Version and it says and they said to her no we will return with you to your people but Naomi said turn back my daughters why will you go with me have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands turn back my daughters go your way for I'm too old to have a husband if I should say I have hope even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it's exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah uh, kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So the first point that I want to pull out of this is it was two of them. They had both been around them. They were both saying, hey, we're really, we're gonna go with you. We're gonna be with your people. We're gonna, we, we, you know, we family. Let's go, let's roll. But once she explained it like that, one of them said, deuces, I'm going back to my people. Say it. But Ruth, it says, clung to her. And she said, See, your, no, this is Naomi, and she says, See, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. So, when you have nurtured people and when you have put a uh, a drive and have grown them and caused them to operate in the power of who they are and who God made them to be they will then become attached to you they will some of them will even pick up mannerisms like you some will just want to be around you but some will grab hold of to what you're saying and they will say I don't care where you go I'm going with you and you can say well you know it's gonna be a little rough well it's gonna be rough on us together because I ain't going nowhere but other folks will be like well if it's gonna be rough you know what I just go ahead and go ahead and thank you for everything but I'm gonna just go ahead and do what I'm gonna do but what we want to cause, we want to be such an example, a godly example, a godly mentor, a godly disciple, a godly reflection of his glory, that it will cause them to have the same tenacity to serve God as you do. That they will not say that, okay, I can go back. They'll say, no, you taught me. That, that, that I will follow after God. I know you're following after God, so I'm going to just stay following you. And this is the mindset. Listen to this. She says, where you go, I go. Right? That's the first thing she said. Where you go, I go. Then she says, where you sleep, I'm asleep. Where you live, 
I'm going to live. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. Now remember back in those times that every country had their own God. And so she's saying, I am so uh, appreciative of what you put into me that I'm willing to, to put behind me everything that I've learned growing up and follow after what you have example to me today. Example to me over these 10 years that we've been together. My whole desire is to be a woman like you. Now the name Naomi means pleasant, means happy, means to be uh, feeling good and in a good position. So then we, 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 we see that Naomi was, was actually operating in this type of mindset, that she was reflecting God's glory in everything that she did. And then we see that uh, verse number 18, and when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. Because she could, her mind was made up. I don't care what you say. I'm going where you're going. And that is the end of it. I don't care what you try to say. I can either walk beside you or I can walk behind you. But the thing that you need to understand is I'm going with you. So I want to just encourage our women today to always be cognizant, always recognize the fact that there are people, there are uh, young ladies that need you to speak into their lives. There's young ladies that need to see that you care about them. There are young ladies that need to see you as an example of what godliness in a woman looks like. And I want to encourage you to pursue after helping the younger generation. We are currently in a situation that no generation has ever gone through before. And you now have the opportunity to speak life into your children. And I don't just mean your birth children, but those children that come around you, those children that you interact with, you have an opportunity to speak a life into them that will cause them to have a different view of what is going on in this situation. And because we don't walk by what we see, but we walk in the power of knowing that God is going to do what he said that he's going to do, we call that faith. And so we don't walk by seeing that, you know, folks are dying and this virus is going around and all this other stuff, because we know that God has us under his hand of protection that God is keeping us in every situation and so when the spirit of depression came to uh, your house what, sh what, what should have happened or what can happen is that folks don't feel it they don't feel depressed they don't feel like giving up they're looking at the this is a good time for us to be a stronger family this is a time for us to spend time with one another this is a time for us to fellowship it's a time for us to worship God this is a good time 
I I have a, a, a grandson who was so excited about this uh, situation. Now, he said he don't mind the schoolwork because they do schoolwork. They do their schoolwork every morning. And um, he said, uh, Poppy, what I, what I don't like is all the people be talking in the class and I can't get my work done. And so he, he, he's not looking at the fact that, hey, I can't go to school and be around a lot of people he's looking at I'm getting my work done and I'm actually liking this in fact he asked my daughter he said hey can I get homeschooled and she said well if you want us both to live I don't think we're gonna do that but we that's that's a whole nother thing but that that is the opportunity to speak life and I just talked to him the other day and he's done everything that he needed to do to ensure that he was going to be on the ABB honor roll for the end of the year and he was having problems previously because he was trying to help everybody else be quiet so that he could focus but that's a whole nother thing but that is what we're encouraging you to do that's what we are uh, just expressing to you that you have opportunity to speak into the lives of these people these young people these children you can speak into their lives and cause them to see things in a whole different way and you can elevate their eyes and their mind to look to the hills from which cometh their help because their help cometh from the Lord and they will realize that greater is he that is in me because God is in me than anything that can happen exterior or anything that can happen in the world because God lives in me and I want to just tell you today hold on it may look like today that they're not listening, but I'm telling you, they listening. You, but you enforce, toe the line, and say, this is the way it's going to be. And you will hear them ask this question. Mother, may I? May I live like you live? Mother, may I? May I speak like you speak? Mother, may I? May I marry? May I do? They will start, because they, you have put so much into them, they will come to you and say, what do you think? And then you'll be able to speak godly wisdom to their lives. You may tell them you can take three baby steps on that situation. Or they can take five giant steps. Or they can do, uh, we had the one called the helicopter where you spun around three times. You know, whatever the person that was designated mother told us to do that's what we would do but I want to close out with this to all the women today I'm not putting the weight of everything I said on you I'm telling you as you draw closer to God that these are the things that will come out of you and will be a nurture and encouragement to everyone that you encounter and everyone that you are interacting with. I'm not saying that this is how you need to live. I'm telling you if you submit to God, He will cause you to live in this manner, which will not put the weight on you, but Him working through you to other people. And that's good news. Well, I don't want to hold you up any longer from that big old turkey y'all got sitting in the stove. and. 
all the flowers and all the fruit and all of everything that you got going on. I am so happy that we get to celebrate mothers today. And for those of you whose mothers have already transitioned to the other side, I want to just let you know that what they have put in you is strong in you. And if you can just reach back and look back over the examples that they've set for you, you will see how much they've influenced you. And I just want to tell you that we appreciate you and that we would not be on this earth if it was not for a mother. So, like uh, one of like uh, one of the uh, what they call one of the uh, hip hop guys do he do like this, telling you good job. I just want to tell you that I appreciate you. Your children appreciate you. Your husbands, your sons, everybody appreciates you. And we just have set aside this time to announce it. But I do want to caution the family is, don't just make today the day of appreciation. Do appreciative things every day. And that will make this day that much better. You all have a wonderful day. Until we meet again, God's blessings be upon you. Have a wonderful day and celebrate mom.